Doctor Who podcast on this side of the TARDIS in space and time. I am your host, Mark Churka, and joining me this week, as always, my kindergarten classmate from years and years ago, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? How we doing, my good friend, Mark? Good man. Uh, and when you said, you know, uh, joining me as always made me think, like, I know we've talked about having, like, uh, guests on this show. Uh-huh. Are we going to... Is that going to be a definite thing sometime? I don't know. Like, we, we, we might. Gotta... I think we weren't we talking maybe like after a season, we have like a yeah. season wrap up. Right. So I think I... that that's a definite, but I don't know if there's maybe when it once it gets going and and if there ever becomes a time where like we're we are completely lost, and we probably should like maybe get somebody in maybe halfway through a season. I'm always open to that as well. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Do you want to be that person whenever we need it? <laughs> I, I have a, a few British friends that I think they might be able to come on here and actually mm. correct us. Is so. that a caveat? Do they have to be British? Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I think I think getting the true American Doctor Who fan, which we're slowly becoming ourselves, Chris. Dude, I'm loving the show. Now, you know what? After watching part two, I think this is the best episode so far. Really? I th- I think when you say com- that, are you saying this episode or the two combined? The two combined. Okay. The two combined. I think this is this had more, uh, like like feeling and more it like did. drama than <laughs> oh, yeah, any than any episode. And like like the music helped it. You know what I mean? Like they had yep. that had that the score of it was it really like captured like some some really deep feelings. Uh, there are like, some I, deep deep moments in this episode yeah. i think that's one thing that definitely comes across but mm-hmm. uh what's up everyone here thank you for tuning in to the show uh real quick housekeeping don't forget you can email us the tardy tardis podcast at gmail.com we are waiting for our first email could it be Mom. you could it be you listening to the show right now it could be email us the tardy tardis podcast at gmail.com you can find it in the show notes and we're available pretty much on every podcast platform now, including iTunes. So if you do listen to the show through iTunes, please subscribe over there and leave us a review. If you can, the more reviews we get there, help move us up the ranks. And that also goes for all the podcast service out there. Uh, wherever you listen to us, please leave us a review and subscribe to the show and spread the word. If you know some other Doctor Who fans who you think might enjoy this show, help spread the word, please. Because we're building... We're slowly building this audience up, but we could definitely numbers have use, increased. We could definitely numbers use a little bit more for sure. Yeah. Uh, but this week we're talking about World War Three, and this is part two, uh, piggybacking off the Aliens of London episode. Aliens of London. <laughs> Aliens of London. And Chris, you uh, kind of hit it off here, I think, in the beginning by saying this is your favorite episode so far. Combination, yeah. I think uh, it wasn't after part one. And then uh, after I get the conclusion, I, I think it's I think it's better tough than because I, like I better really, than the Dickens. I really like the Dickens episode, but uh, I don't know for some reason. I, I think I think it's just this one had more dramatic feel to me than it's got the, a lot of heart. This episode does. I think. I mean, well, Definitely the Dickens does. one had a lot of heart, and I think it was just because of Dickens himself being in it and kind of like his right. little story arc in that episode. But this one for the characters now. We basically had those first three episodes that, like we've talked about before, you could see where the show could go. We can be in the present. We can go far future. We can go to the past. Kind of set up the motivations for all those characters. And then here in the present, we get a uh, pretty severe or uh, serious, I guess the right word to use, a very serious situation that could quite literally be the end of the world and even the, the characters that everybody loves and how they handle it. It's pretty, pretty and, epic, and, yeah. and yeah, and when you find out 
what the the Slitheen are planning on doing, it literally is the end of the world. It's not yep. just like all of the uh, humans on it are going to die. It's the planet itself will cease to exist. Yep. And we'll get to that. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's jump in here a little bit, man. Uh, I do want to say here, preface this that I think last week we went literally scene by scene by scene. Our last episode. Yeah, we got detailed. So we're going to kind of lay off that just a little bit and maybe not be as nitpicky for the episode itself, but we still are going to go through uh, somewhat chronologically. And uh, as always, I, I love these recaps in the beginning of the episodes, man. They just make me laugh every time. Um, this one, though, is pretty good because I, I think the best part is when you see, um, what's his name, Green, Joseph Green, pulling back the zipper. I mean, that every time I see that, it's just it's you know, awesome. there's They must have edited it somehow where it's like top and bottom or something editing because – when they're zipping, they're the they're from the eyes down is not moving. It never at all. moves. Yeah, they're I was not thinking doing that too. Anything. They're not blinking. Their eyes aren't <laughs> just going back and forth. It's just complete like staring straight ahead. Yeah, either that or they're they're like the greatest actors of all time. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, but you know, I we do kind of figure out how the doctor gets himself off because we got to see that sounded terrible. We got to see. <laughs> We got to which, see. which which is a good question because he's not human. He's so, not human. So how does that happen? That's probably a question that Jackie Rose's mom is always thinking like, how does the doctor get off? <laughs> always wondering. <laughs> but we see at the end of the last episode when he's in the room with all of the unit people. Here I'm talking about units. Um, yeah. And they're all getting electrocuted by the ID badges. We see in this first scene, he just like pulls it right <laughs> just off. takes it off. Yeah, and I, it's just right. like a badass moment. I love it. Because what does he say? He says something like, you know, he takes it off just saying that it may be deadly to humans, but not to me or something right. like that. He yeah, says. basically he's not a human, which we know. But it's yeah. cool how like he, he uh, well, not only was it just a continuation <laughs> of the ending of one, how they just kind of seamlessly went right into this episode. They kind of recapped a little bit and they just went into that. Like I and thought it was just going to be that rant, same scene, which but it was didn't. cool. There it wasn't. But him uh, putting that electrocuted badge onto that one slithine affected all of this. Yes. Which right was there, interesting. Had, yeah, had me thinking right away, like how are they all connected? They're which all even connected. Still, do we even really, I mean, just we just got to assume they're they're connected, man. Like that's just yeah. what it is. Yeah, that's maybe just their race or whatever. Do you think it, well, I was going to say, so we, we see, what, five or six of them, especially at the end, you have like six of them in one room. Right. That's not all. Well, the Slitheen actually is their surname, right? That's the, the it's like family. Their, it's like their last name. So, yeah. so is it Which maybe, is cool, which was a nice little twist. Is it maybe if you're a family member, or if you're family members, you're all connected that way? Or were there the, whatever this race is, like on other planets that also were affected? What do you think, man? The, by, the, by electricity. Oh, so you're saying if, like, when, you think that the slipping yeah, like, back on home planet, whatever the name happen? of it is? I don't know. Like, or do you have to be family? I don't know. Wow, I don't know. I mean, imagine right now, like, if like, I if I stubbed my toe and every human in the world, because we're humans, felt my stubbed toe, like that, that's not gonna happen. Right. Or, or that's so, terrible. So, so that's, that one ID badge is affecting the entire race, even back on the home planet. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but even family, think of that. Like if you, you, uh, I don't know, stick whatever you stick a screwdriver in a light socket or whatever you do, your daughter's gonna get electrocuted too because you're family. That's kind of what the slitheen. That's their that's thing. That's like, what they're saying. They're family. That's what it is. No wonder this brace is terrible. Like it's the right. worst brace ever, man. It's like, uh, do you think evolution would have took them out quick? No, I don't know. But yeah, so we we get all kind of shots. I thought that was kind of neat. 
um, that you see that. But and I gotta say, man, Mickey, we see him. <laughs> He comes in and like we see him later on being the hero, but we see classic Mickey in the beginning of this episode where rather than fight this Lathine, he takes pulls out his cell phone and takes a picture with like a big smile on his face and then runs out of the house. Like, I love that. And yeah, because like he checks the phone, like I just took a picture and then realized, oh yeah, I just took a picture of the alien that's standing in front of me. He's I probably should me. run. Yeah. I should probably get out of here. So yep. <laughs> he's Mickey saved the day a couple times in this. He did, episode. yeah. Yeah, Mickey, and, and I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But the doctor basically offers him to come, and Mickey yeah, says no. Kind of maybe turning his tune on Mickey. Yeah, I, I'm no longer calling him Ricky. I think no. at one point he calls him Mickey in the episode, which is pretty yes. cool. Yep. Uh, but then we have the doctor again running. He he tries to bring in the troops, and like again, which is a good scene. Yeah. How are how are they like? You know, we talked about it before. He's like. What do you, what do you say like defense four six or whatever he yelled Delta, in the last time Delta for something like that Delta yeah. something that was it yeah um, but when he's in the um, well first of all like uh, Rose and Harriet right yep they're running away from the one slithine that was in the room with them if you remember at the end of mm-hmm. that episode and they and the, the slithine held that guy up against the wall yep because of the electricity going around they're able to escape. And the scene where they get out, it's like that classic scene where you just have a camera at the end of the hall and everybody's like running through doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. And it's it, the, the Benny the Benny Hill, right? They gotta come running out. Yeah. They kind of stop, look around, run through the door, and then yeah. this Lathine comes out. Right. And this Lathine, the CGI Lathine are very agile. <laughs> they can get around quick. But uh <laughs> Terrible rubber costume slithine loafs around like a 90-year-old. Like, Looks like pants. his head is going to fall off. His head is like, <laughs> boom, 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 like bouncing. Like, you know when babies run and they have that like <laughs> yeah. bobblehead to them? Like that's what that like human slithine looks like, I guess is the best way to describe it. Yep. But um, the, the scene where when the doctor kind of runs out and says, you know, I got aliens in here. And then when he, they come back in. Uh, the two guys, well, the one guy was a slithine. They got him back in human costume. Mm. And uh, and what's the doctor say? He says, like, the prime minister is an alien. And he just looks at that, <laughs> that uh, military guy and he's yeah. like, that's that's not going to fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see his face. He's like, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's never going to work, is it? And the guy's just like, no, no, you you Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. And he just runs away. Right. It's awesome. And they, they actually, when they corner him too, it's great. You see, uh, what's that guy? The General Asquith, which is, I think is a great name, or Asquith. I don't know how you say it. But you just see the doctor's got a big smile on his face, just kind of like sitting there. Always. Yeah. So they're, they're telling him to basically execute the doctor uh, at that point. And, uh, you know, the doctor's kind of like, nope, uh, if you're going to execute someone, uh, you're not going to do it by backing him up against a wall. Uh, he uses the, are we calling it the electric screwdriver? Is that what it's called? Or sonic screwdriver? Is that what it's called? He says, uh, when, when the Slithine are coming into, actually not that far after this scene, uh, when he meets up with Rose and Harriet, they go into the one room and he, and he acts like he can blow up that bottle of like whiskey or something like that. (laughs) He, he calls it like my sonic something. So when okay. we get to it, he, he does finally call it something. I just saw the scene. It's like one of the best scenes. So he gets in the elevator, 
goes to the one floor. The Slathine is sitting there. He's got a big smile on his face. He just goes, hello. hello. And you see Harriet and Rose running in the other room. And he just smiles and says, hey, looks at them, yeah. big smile, and just uses the sonic screwdriver, door closes, and he just keeps on going down. Yeah. I don't know. He's the best, man. He's he's shows no fear. I mean, I would understand why. Actually, I wonder why. I wonder, Can he die? I mean, he's got to be able to, right? Because when we get later on, I'll, I'll explain why I'm asking that question. But keep that in mind. Well, but but I mean, just, you know, I mean, not to have you say what it is later. Well, but in the Dickens episode, he, you know, when they're caught in that prison cell and he's like, you know, I've been to, you know, I've seen World War Five and he's okay. seeing all these things. And here I am. I'm going to die just in this little cell. Well, because I'll just bring it up now. What the hell? Like when, when towards the end, when they're they're the, the big plan to launch a missile. To where yep. they are, mm-hmm. and and it was actually in the uh, coming next week or next episode on the previous episode where he says, um, "I, I can't remember. I could I could lose you." He goes, "I yeah. can save the world, but I would lose you." He's in that room with them. Yeah. So, so how would he lose her? Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He, I don't know. So we'll we, we'll get to that. I mean, that could get. be something we you know find answered uh, later on. But I mean, we know yeah. at some point he's no longer the doctor. So, and we don't know why that I, that's what or... I'm looking forward to more than anything, man, is yeah. like how and why do these doctors change mm-hmm. and how and why do like the TARDIS, the look of the TARDIS change? Like, and what... like canonically, like there is a, they're numbered, you know, like, you yeah. know, like, you know, what, what, what is he? The ninth doctor, ninth. right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, the, and then that plays a role in the show. Like, that's not just like people think James Bond. It's like how many people play James Bond? Oh, that's the fir- fourth person to play it. They never talk about that in the movies. <laughs> Where in here it's like no, he's the ninth doctor. Like that's a thing. That's literally yeah. something that they keep track of. Right. So. <clears throat> uh, let's see. And then we got we got a great scene of uh, the general because uh, the, the aliens go chasing or whatever. And Rose and Harriet lock themselves in in the room. But we got a great room of or a great shot of Joseph Green and the general getting on an elevator themselves. Yeah. And uh, what's Joseph say? He says something about how. Uh, uh, well, first of all, he farts, which is hilarious. He needs and, to be uh, naked. Yeah, he wants to be naked, and he just says something like, "Your body is magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be naked." Could you imagine these guys filming that scene? Like, oh, he says, "Yeah, I need to be naked," and the general says, "Rejoice in it. Your body is magnificent." <laughs> and then we get the blank stare and unzipping his head again. Yeah, and, and the, the other, and the general's like, "Well, if you're gonna do it, I guess I'll do yeah, it." Yeah, I gotta get and, naked and, too. <laughs> Everybody getting naked. Oh, God. Uh, awesome. But then, well, we get the shot of the uh, Slatheen trying to scout out Rose and Harriet. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny. We, we find that they can basically smell the, the hormones of Rose and <laughs> just kind of like the adolescence the, that she has. And the um, old and the old lady. They say like they're old bones or something like that. Yeah, so something funny their, like that. Their sense of smell is obviously heightened and they got little tiny noses but giant eyeballs i wonder if they if they smell smell through through their eyes (laughs) how are they smelling that and then in the next scene like uh how we were saying like the doctor when the elevator opened he just smiles and says hello and then in this scene like he sees him and kind of runs and hides yeah i don't know yeah i don't know but then he comes to the rescue with the uh, you know with perfect weapon to fight off aliens, a fire extinguisher. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean you're gonna do it right. I like Harriet too. She kind of stands up here, and I mean we we find out her ultimate um, role years later of her kind of being a leader and a hero. 
Right. Uh, but we see multiple times, even her, like, she, I mean, she just stands up and is going to step in front of the aliens for Rose and like sacrifice herself, basically, which is kind of cool. Because yeah. um, when we saw her in the first episode, I'm like, who is this lady? Like, she's not anybody. I mean, what, what was she? She was the uh, MP of, I mean, she always yeah. says what it is, but it didn't seem like it was anything. I, I don't know what it was. MP of Flydale North. That's she it. Yeah, that's what it. she yeah. says. Uh, but Which then is, we get we get another scene of the aliens, very uh, agile. Three of them running through. Yeah. There's the same shot, and uh, then the doctor goes running and gets them into basically the room where he's able to lock them down. But he, I love it. He says, "Here we go." I, he goes, "I have uh, the sonic device sonic we were talking thing? about." Yeah, what's he say? Yeah. He says, um, "Let's see." Uh, it's coming up here. He so he grabs some whiskey. Or sonic one more, one more move in my sonic device. That's all he says. The sonic device. Yeah. So he doesn't so, say. I think it's a sonic gra- screwdriver. I think is what they say. I think it is because uh, I remember seeing somewhere. I don't know why. I, I don't remember where I was looking at, but I saw exactly what you said: sonic screwdriver for something. Mm-hmm. But it's just cool. Like he he backs them down with the threat of that that flammable alcohol, and then when they when they kind of like say okay, like you know they just back away. He goes, all right, so let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you've been chasing us around this entire building, but now we're going to talk. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to figure out, yeah, he's, he's talking to him. And it's funny too, this Latin just stop and they're just very like, yeah, just, just talking to him. I mean, if you, you would yeah. think this alien race, if they were really there to murder everybody and we find out that they are there for that, but not necessarily in, in like a very aggressive way that they would definitely go ahead and, and just kill them right here. But instead, with the threat of the fire, they're definitely holding off. But I love they give their name when they find out that, uh, that's <laughs> that it's awesome. a, and I'm going to try to pronounce this. It's Jokrasa Felfach Pasimir Day Slithine at your service is what they say. <laughs> the hell is that name? And you, you can even see the doctor. He's kind of like, what? Your family? He's like, this is a family business? It's hilarious. Um, Felfach. But they, they give a couple names throughout, and they're very long and, like, obnoxious, but – um yeah that was a little twist that i liked because normally when you have like these alien shows whatever the name is like just say the slithine mm-hmm. is the name for the entire race and you kind of forget like well no maybe these aliens have families too and they have last names so i wasn't anticipating that i thought just the slithine was what every other alien is and just this whole planet of slithines but this is just a family of this whatever planet they're on, which he says later, which I tried to <laughs> rewind a couple times. I think I got it. I wrote it down somewhere. Did you? All oh, right. Where is it? Where is All it? Right. I know I wrote that down. We'll get to that. Yeah, which we'll... is an awesome scene too. By I way. almost actually texted you that name earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> like racks of blah blah. Um, but one of my favorite Doctor moments happens right here. So they talk to the Slithine. Yeah. The doors close, and uh, what does he say? He says. Um, uh ah crap i just had what do you it down. Mean? Uh, about when he's talking about the history of the room nope they say well After he that. talks about the history of the room and then you know they shut it and everybody's happy and they say that he says they'll never get in and they say well how do we get out and he just has a big <laughs> smile on his face he goes ah uh. <laughs> <laughs> but what i want to know is like when he's doing the history of the room he he's he's talking about like downing street he goes, 2,000 years ago, it was marshland. In 1730, it was occupied by a Mr. Chicken. He was a nice man. <laughs> is that a British thing? Like, do we not know? Like, that's what I was trying to think. You know, like, being Americans, do we not know who this Mr. Chicken is? Is there actually, like, a... Is that just made up? Is I it... don't know. I don't know. And and is it... And I would, I would venture to guess, like, what the end result of all of this, because he hits a button, and the room they're in 
he says it's the most um, like Se- well secure room. Secure room, Britain. yeah. Like I bet that's real. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I it's, bet it's like real. a safe room, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panic room. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it. Panic room. Yep. Yeah. But dude, I'm, that uh, was one of my. I was laughing out loud when I was watching that earlier. <laughs> just like you know, really? yeah. The, he's like, uh, you know, they'll never get in. Well, how do we get out? And he's like, ah. But the funny thing is, like. <laughs> Later on, he just opens that door back up to talk to the Sultine again. So when she's saying, how do we get out? Is she saying like another way or? Uh, she's probably just because... thinking like, hey, we're locked in here. If we get to try to get out of here, they're going to murder us. Okay. So and, like, but yeah, he knows, does. He like... just opens the door. You're right. He does. So she's basically saying like, we need to find another way because he, he's got to know I can just go back out that way. But obviously that way is blocked. Right. Because if he's just thinking like, I have no idea how to reopen that. Well, you, you just did in like 10 <laughs> minutes from now. So, yep. Uh, Sonic Screwdriver does it all, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. But then uh, I think the next funny scene, I mean, we see Mickey and Jackie basically escaping. They're going to Mickey's apartment. Uh, but then we have these three random people that show up. And I, I just thought it was funny, the people that they say. So uh-huh. one is uh, what Group Captain Tenant James of the RAF, which I think is the Royal Air Force. Uh, then we have okay. Evan <clears throat> McAllister. He's the Deputy Secretary of Scottish Parliament. So it kind of makes sense. But this last one's hilarious. And even the news guy's yeah, like, was we don't know. One? It's Sylvia Delane, chairman of the North Sea Boating Club. Yes. So, like, why would this Latine, why do they pick this lady? Like, they have <laughs> government people. Then they pick somebody who is, like, the chairman of a boating club. <laughs> well, don't they say they need, like, large-bodied people? Oh, yeah. Okay. That and I sense. think yeah. that's. She was, the, she was the closest still. fatty. Is that kind of what it was? But still, you can find large people probably throughout the. The, but maybe they needed to be like a high profile yeah. uh, of, of stature. But even when these people walk in, they're farting, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you have the classics nonstop. Farting. Oh, that's great. And the uh, Slathiner, the Slathiner all showing up now. Like we're going to have like a Slathine uh, family party, reunion. Getting ready to go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. And then we have, um, what Mickey and Jackie and Jackie or Mickey's just basically telling Jackie, like, look, you know, uh, the doctor, wherever he goes, you know, the doctor death. is just, you know, death. Um, and I love the one line Jackie says to Mickey, cause they're at Mickey's apartment and she says, you know, uh, you saved my life. That's embarrassing. <laughs> like, like the fact that Mickey, if Mickey has to save your life, that is embarrassing as hell. That's like that's not. the one person you don't want to have to save your life. That's an insult to Mickey, right? <laughs> Did you pick up on that? No. Yeah, she goes really. like, "You saved my life." That's embarrassing. <laughs> Once again, Mickey getting no credit for anything no, that he does. So that's but... what makes like this episode. The more that you watch this episode, and he comes through in the end, that's what makes it great. Like he's like, "All right, right. all right," you know, you people don't have any. Uh, any faith in me or whatever like no yeah. i'm gonna prove to you that right. i can i can do something right so. that's true i, don't know, I just thought mickey. that was funny yeah poor mickey man poor guys mickey. Just can never never <clears throat> break oh, um great. let's see and then what else we got uh i think from there what they, well the the policeman says he's got a few loose ends to tie up so he's going back he's to, going back yeah we know that he's going back to the house um and then i think this is like rose Go ahead. I would say this is when we learn about the codes, right? That the nuclear codes can only come from the UN because they open right. up the emergency protocols and we start seeing that. And then we also get the hint from the doctor that he knows who Harriet Jones is. He's like, why do I know that name? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm just, you know, an MP from, you know, wherever. <coughs> and um, 
That's pretty and much then, it, right? There's, that's well, yeah. Rose shows the doctor the the photo that Mickey shot. Right of the slip. And because you know he uh, he makes some comment about your idiot boyfriend, and she's like, "Well, maybe he's not an idiot after all." And oh, takes that's a picture right. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then they call, and um, he's. I think he. No, they don't know that the guy's outside yet. But they're they're basically just making contact. And he goes, Mickey. What's he goes? It says right here. Uh, is that Ricky, uh, you know, just shut up. And what's he say? He goes, Mickey the idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might just choke before I finish the sentence, but I need you. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey the yeah, but there it is. I just saw it. It's awesome. But that's right. They get out of the emergency code briefcase or out of the emergency briefcase. They get the code. Buffalo is the code that they need to use. And so he's able to get into the website and um, kind of just see everything that's well, going on. And, and Which, by the way, when he tells him, like, the code is Buffalo. He goes, it's Buffalo. Uh, two Fs. Two, two L's. No, how does he say? He goes, two L's, one F. Uh, let me find it. You know, two Fs, two Fs, one L. Two Fs, one L, yeah. yeah. Which is how you spell Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> not... Well, it's, come on. It's Mickey we're talking about here, man. That's true. <laughs> and we're talking about Mickey here. Uh, let's see. And then um, <clears throat> what does he do after that? So they're, they're getting in, and uh, Mickey's kind of tapping into the website at that point. And then Jackie gets on the phone. And she's trying to ask the doctor, like, you know, just tell me. Oh, yeah. Is she safe? Like, are you going yeah. to keep my daughter safe? And the doctor doesn't really say anything. There's a, kind of a scene anything. where he's looking at, at uh, Rose at that point. And then, um, you know, suddenly then there's a knock. Is that when there's the knock at the door? Or no, that's when um, um, he's able to see the uh, code that they're they're sending out the um, signal out to space, right. I think, at that point. Right. And he needs <clears> to hear. He's telling them to be quiet so they can hear. Yeah. It's like this white noise that's going on on Mickey's end. So he's and then the doctor's end. He's saying, you know, like I, I'm trying to decipher this. And then that's when mm -hmm. the uh, the door the doorbell rings at like three in the morning. I think she says so. Yep. So then she discovers it's you know the cop Slithine who has showed up too. Yep. Can I can I point out something here? She comes. <laughs> she goes to the door, unlocks it. Well, I th you know what I thought she did the latch on the door, but she has okay. a deadbolt like latch or one of the those like chain latches. And she if it's shuts three in the, the door morning, briefly. Why wouldn't you do? This? Why wouldn't you lock the door? She just shuts the door and runs. Like lock the door, Jackie. What are you doing? It's <laughs> crazy. She says it's the slickine. The slickine. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be my new uh, gamer tag. Slickine. Slickine. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed that's taken. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. All right. So then uh, the slickine. He's at basically what the cops outside the door, and he starts undoing his forehead, and uh, he's getting ready to come in. And Mickey man, he grabs that baseball bat. He's ready to go. He's like hiding, peeking around the corner. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. And then this this is the great scene because I, this is when like they oh, kind of yes. like figure out where the Slatheen come from. And the doc because Rose looks at the doctor and she's just like, you have to do like this is my mom. Like you got to do something. And I think like the doctor was just fine letting them to die because oh, yeah. obviously he's been all over the galaxy. Two people and, and 15 nothing. octillion billion <laughs> doesn't matter to him, No, but he's got a thing for Rose, maybe not sexual or anything like that, but you know, he's connected to her somehow. So, and she looks at him and is just like, this is my mom. So he goes, okay. He goes, and then this is like, he just like busts into action. So awesome. This scene. It's great. He's like, all right, well, what can we, what do we know about them? And they just start rattling things off and he just keeps going, narrows it down, <laughs> narrows it. it down, Love it. narrows it down. And all the stuff that they're saying, he goes, it's, he goes, judging by their basic shape, 
It narrows it down to 5,000 planets. So he basically just tells the two of them, just start throwing out stuff that we know about them, as basic as it is. Yep. And they do. They, when, it, like, when they fart, it doesn't smell like a fart. <laughs> narrows it down. It smells like something else. <laughs> what is it? Like um, bad breath. That's it. Narrows it down. Narrows it down. That, yep. Calcium decay. Narrows it down. I love it. I love that scene. I don't know yeah. why. It was just a, like you, you saw him like take control, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you know here's I mean? where we find <laughs> out the the planet name. And I'm going to try to pronounce this because it's All it's right. ridiculous. And he, he screams it out. It's one planet and it's Raxacoricophallopatorius. That's pretty good. It's pretty good, right? I think that was it. Yeah. Raxacoricophallopatorius. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there you go. So then, then what's even more impressive is that he knows that planet and then he knows exactly how to kill them. Mm-hmm. Guy's this genius, man can. Man. This, he's got a lot of information up he's in the that. Best. He's like a computer, man. Like that was just kind of when they're throwing all that stuff out. And he's like, "There was it down. There was it down." And <laughs> be awesome. like, if you, it's like twenty questions, but like, <laughs> I mean, ridiculous, right? I mean, he'd be, he'd be the ultimate <laughs> person to play that game with. And then I love. And then they figure out, okay, this is who they are. Uh, it's like some calcium decay, and you need. So he tells uh, Mickey and Jackie, Jackie, to go into the kitchen. And find anything with uh, vinegar. Yep. <laughs> so, dude, I was dying because Jackie like turns around and she starts opening the pantries up, and everything she's grabbing, she's yelling out like she's on like the Food Network, like making a <laughs> <Yeah>. recipe. <laughs> she's like gherkins, pickled <laughs> onions, pickled onion, like. <laughs> It's like she's literally making like a Bobby Flay recipe like right in front of our eyes. And who who was it that shouts like, and you kiss him? Was it, it, was <laughs> it was the doctor? Doctor, yeah. Because yeah. that's all Mickey's ingredients at his yeah, house. Yeah, it's all his that's foods. Where, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, eventually the slithine busts through and and uh, Jackie throws the, the concoction all over him and blows up. <clears throat> yeah, and we do see the, uh, we see Green. He says he could feel it. Like he could feel that one of them died, so they're almost like they have the force. Yeah, the slithine. They tap into the force of each other, and so they feel right. that uh, you know someone was lucky and killed him. So he's pissed. So he goes out, talks to the media, and uh, basically says, "Hey, um, there's uh, these visitors above us that are here. They're ready to go to war. They're ready to destroy us. Uh, we need the codes from the UN, and uh, this might possibly be the the end of at least the UK because the UK is underneath these motherships. But we need to sacrifice ourselves." And um, basically take them out. And, of course, we know, as, as much as the doctor and everybody knows, that they're lying. Right. And uh, so this is when the doctor opens the door. He says, you know, if you get the codes and release the missiles, uh, but not into space because there's nothing here. So he's trying to figure out still what is it that they want from Earth. And mm-hmm. uh, this is when we find out that the, what the, the thing they've been broadcasting is for an advertisement for other yeah. planets to come. Because essentially what they're going to do is nuke the Earth completely wipe it out and then they're able to come down to the earth and take pieces of it and and use this radioactive rock to fuel it's their like ships fuel. right right but not not even their ships just no not theirs yeah whoever they, show, whoever they the sell galaxy. it to whoever yeah. wants to come and buy it yeah and because it, it's you know it's uh they can sell it at a, like a reduced rate we're basically <laughs> like <laughs> pretty messed up man we're, when you like, think about like it a, right yeah Crazy. I mean, that's like we're like a, a, a Marshalls, basically. <laughs> They're yeah. selling us for cheap. <laughs> TJ Maxx. <laughs> TJ Maxx. The TJ Maxx of uh, alien fuel. Right. So it's kind of a, and that's the thing about this show, man. It's smart. It is. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's funny and it's 
it's campy and it and it, you know some parts of it you just like laugh at but that's a really good storyline for like a sci-fi type of show and and that's just like not that it humanizes the aliens but it's like man those aliens got problems too like <laughs> Like, you right? know, aliens yeah. aren't just coming to just murder all these people. It's like, no, exactly. there, there's a reason. It's like, hey, purpose. we need money and uh, <laughs> we're sorry we're going to murder three po- or whatever, six point billion of you. But, uh, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Exactly. That's what they're doing. They, exactly. they, got, they got mouths to feed, too. Yeah. It's crazy. That man. woman is is like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the, one with the, the yeah, short blonde haired woman. Her name here. She's um, a little freaky. Her name is Annette Badland is the actress's name. Margaret Blaine is the character she's playing. Yeah. Crazy. But I do love the scene of when the door, when the doctor just like presses the button and the door slowly closes on her face. It's great. Which, why did, how did he get it to close slower this time around? Because the first (laughs) time they closed really quick. Sonic screwdriver, man. Is is, is the screwdriver? Sonic device. That's Sonic device. Yeah. Uh, so then the world basically holds its breath at this point to see if the UN is going to give the codes. And, uh, so then all the Slatine head up to the prime minister's office to get ready for the codes, which is kind of funny. You see it, it literally is a red phone. Yeah. And they, they're like so farting. excited. It's a red phone. Yep, he's still farting in there. <laughs> um, as they're waiting, kind of counting down and, um, then the doctor, this is actually, by this point, did we learn how they fit in the suits by this point? Cause we haven't talked about that yet. The thing, those um, I don't things know, they wear around their neck like is how they basically come yeah kind of like compresses them down and then that's what when they're in the suits i guess they have the gas because of that process which um, right. hey, they explain that's the one thing about the show there really isn't anything i mean obviously there's a lot of things that aren't explained but like in something like that they know that the viewers would want to know how are they fitting in these suits why are they yeah. farting all the time right. they explain it there there is a reason for it so that's in there but then this is kind of where we have a serious moment when they go back to um you know, the locked room and they're saying, how are we going to get out of this? What are we going to do? And the doctor says there was always a way, but you know, I could never guarantee that your daughter is going to be safe. And so he essentially kind of, well, I just has a hard, hard, uh, decision to make here. And then, yeah, and then, and then like, uh, Margaret basically takes it out of his hands because they're going back and forth, obviously. And, and they're still on the phone with, with Mickey and Mickey Jackie, and Jackie and they can yep. hear all this. And Jackie obviously is saying, then don't do it. And Rose instantly is like, no, do it. And the doctor is kind of like, he's kind of like indecisive. Yeah. And then that's when like Harriet speaks up and basically makes a decision for everybody. She's basically Mm -hmm. saying like, I'm the ranking official here because everybody else is, you know, possessed and or dead. So I'm basically in charge and you're going to do it. Yep. So, and of course, the doctor gives a big smile right after she says that. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, let's see, the Slatine—they all get naked for the big uh, nuke party that's about to come and drop <laughs> on their face. But even that was just weird, man. He's just like, this guy wants to be naked all, all the, time. the time. Just totally Victory yeah, should be naked. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many T-shirts I want to have made. We've only watched. This is what the fifth episode we've watched. Each episode, there's probably like 10 different t-shirts I would want to make. And I just nobody would a, have any clue what they are. No, I just want to do a t-shirt, blank t-shirt, just black with just like right here is just like almost like this lithine like blue streak. Like you're the tearing like the, the forehead off. Nobody would have any idea. Well, <laughs> I shouldn't say nobody would have any idea, but people who do have an idea would really appreciate would it. Would know. What what was the quote from last week? What was it like, sir, you mind not farting? I'm trying to save the oh, world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And then on the back was, would you prefer silent but deadly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to get oh, these uh, written down. Uh, but then, okay, so then uh, we get a scene. And, and actually, I kind of thought about Jackie here because she says to Mickey, basically, like, I can stop you. Because the whole plan, essentially, is that they're going to, before they can get the codes, shoot a missile just at Downing Street where everybody is and say, we're just going to create a distraction and really blow up the Slatheens. So without right. them, or even if they get the codes, hey, we're going to blow them up. They won't be able to fire it off in time. And so uh, Mickey's getting ready to do that. And Jackie actually comes in and says, I can stop you. And he says, well, why don't you? And she just kind of stares at him. I mean, there's nothing, you know, because she knows, she knows he's right. I mean, you know, in the end, in a situation like this, you know, the the deaths of two or three people to save the the billions literally at this point means everything. You know, you you just, you got to let that sacrifice go. I mean, this is a, that's why this episode's deep. I mean, there's there's some some sacrifice that's possible here in this situation, um, right. and so here the doctor says, "Mickey the idiot, the world is in your hands." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Actually, calling him Mickey too, which is awesome. And so Mickey sets it sets it in motion. We find out the UN is going to give them the codes. The Slatheen are all excited, and uh, but then one of the um, uh, military men they realize there is a missile coming in, so he fires an alarm. Which, by the way, that alarm has a it sound of like an arcade. I don't know. It just had a really weird. It had like the classic siren, but then it also had like a really weird sound that I was like, that just sounds like I'd be outside of a, I remember what was it, Rotterdam Square Mall, the mall where we used to live in the timeout was the name of the place. Like I'd be oh, eating like yeah. Taco Bell in the food court and you'd hear yes. that sound. Like that's what it sounded like. Um, but the Slovene don't care. They hear the sound and they're just like, yeah, whatever. But then I love them. <laughs> this soldier like runs in and sees them all. And he's just like, oh, sorry. Just runs away. Just like, yikes. So I think at that point he probably realizes why this missile's coming in. Right. And uh, then it hits. And uh, Well, the, it hits and, and Rose kind of like steps into action too before right, it yeah, hits. That's right. Before it hits. She's like, you know, I'm not going out like this. So she uh, shows some knowledge of her own yep. and kind of, packs the three of them into well yeah well eventually it's the three of them but in the beginning she's like she finds like this small room off to the side and she goes into this whole thing about earthquakes she find a you know into an archway and all this stuff and 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 uh harriet's like running to her like yeah let's do this and the doctor kind of like hangs back for that the rest of that scene he's not like rushing to get into that room no. eventually he ends up there with them but um again like he he doesn't seem like phased by much. He doesn't he seem, doesn't seem com- as concerned. worried yeah. as everybody else is. Uh, he kind of just goes with the flow and whatever the outcome is, I think he's fine with it because I, I just get the impression right now. That he's, so so he's you, you want to state it right here? Do you think maybe he can, he can't die? I get the impression that he maybe he can he maybe he can die, but he can like resurrect somehow. Maybe, maybe like he's connected to the TARDIS somehow where if he dies the TARDIS knows to go back in time maybe maybe yeah I have no idea but yeah I just get the impression just the way that he talks to things and the way that he just smiles at everything and everything is fantastic uh that <laughs> let's he, do it so let's call it I think I'm, I'm with you on that this episode yeah. right here from now on we're, we're moving forward thinking okay. he's now maybe not necessarily immortal but that maybe he can, like you said, I like that. He dies, he's, he becomes resurrected by the TARDIS. Somehow, right. Or maybe not the TARDIS per se, but somehow. Somehow. Now, here's here's the question, though. Does, when that happens, is that how he becomes the new doctor? The new doctor. So why wouldn't he himself 
be concerned or maybe it's because he's lived i mean what did we find out 900 years or however many years that it's like at that point you've you've seen so many of the ones because that's the thing about time travel or immortality is like you ultimately see all your loved ones die Mm. and you don't so maybe at this point he's just like i've seen so much if it's my time it's my time and the quote-unquote doctor will live on it may not personally be me but at least i know the doctor will live on and i'm content with that and maybe that's just part of being the doctor like right maybe you you can't become the doctor unless you have that viewpoint and then or do you do you do you somehow live on within the next doctor somehow maybe like, yeah. a, like a part of you is a like part a of force the next ghost doctor. yeah 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 <laughs> like obi-wan so i think i think that's a good uh you know the stake a good claim like a to stake right doctor. now that he can't he can't die i think let's we're gonna, I'm, Four episodes yeah. in, let, let's make let's make our first prediction and that he can't die, knowing that he's not going to be passed this season, but in some capacity he is within the next Doctor. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. And then we see Harriet get out and uh, kind of take control, and she's telling one of the soldiers, "Go tell the UN, you know, everything's safe here." And you know, you could see this was kind of being hinted at earlier on with the Doctor, but you realize or find out yeah. that she is going to be the new Prime Minister, and she serves three terms i think he says and leads britain into their new golden age right so uh pretty cool i think that was yeah. kind of neat you know so he knew that 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 was who she was going to be um and then the episode kind of not not that necessarily takes a turn at this point but then it gets away from kind of the crazy hecticness of of what was the immediate situation and goes back to the characters themselves and and we have a scene where jackie's starting to come to grips with who the doctor is and she wants to cook him dinner Shepherd's pie, by the way, which is I think pretty awesome. Um, it's like one of your favorite meals. I, I love Shepherd's. Whenever it? we go to like a, an Irish restaurant or any of those places, I always get Shepherd's pie. Yeah, love you it. love it. Um, so she's gonna cook him that, and Rose is like, "Cool." So she calls the doctor and says, "Hey, you know, come by because he's in the TARDIS." Or he calls her actually, and she's like, "What? You got a phone in this thing?" And he's like, <laughs> yeah. "Yep." And uh, she says, "You know, well, my mom's cooking dinner. Why don't you, you know, come over?" And he's just like, eh, "I don't want to do that." And she's like, come on, she wants to. And he's like, tough, I've got better things to do, he says. And she's like, it's just tea. And he's like, not to me, it isn't. And she's like, well, it's my mom. And she's like, well, she's not mine. She says, that's not fair. <laughs> like, well, you can stay there if you want. But right now there's this plasma storm brewing in the Horsehead Nebula. Fires are burning 10 million miles wide. And you start to see, what does he say? He says, I can fly the TARDIS right into the middle, then ride the shockwave all the way out. Hurtle across mm. the sky and end up anywhere. And... Uh, Rose is looking like she's uh, kind of enjoying that talk, right? Yeah, dude, you picked up on that too? She's getting a little feels she's, down she's, south. She's, she's getting some yeah. uh, a little hot and bothered by that, right? Yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. Oh, I was watching oh, yeah. that, man. I was laughing. I was like, are you kidding me? She's biting the lower lip. Biting that lip, yep. Put her hand on her knee. She's loving yep. it, man. Yep. Um, and uh, he says it's your choice. Just hangs up the phone and makes her choose. And yeah. uh, Rose, she goes with the doctor. We see her go in a room. She's packing up her stuff. Jackie thinks that the doctor's Which, on Which, by the way, way, when she's packing up her stuff, did you notice, like, I think everything was the same. It was all, like, these red sweatshirts. Did you notice that? I'm looking right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm seeing it. Yeah, it is. It's, like, all the same stuff. Like, everything, yeah. that, the, almost like the thing that she's wearing <laughs> right in this episode, that's all she has. Just thought that was interesting kind of weird yeah we, we got to look at the next few episodes is that all yeah. she's wearing maybe it is right um but yeah so then now she's off officially with the doctor we see jackie coming to say goodbye 
Um, we see the bad wolf kid, the kid that wrote Bad Wolf on the side of the TARDIS. Doctor makes yep. him clean it off. Yep. And uh, we then get the scene where the doctor basically says to Mickey, hey, good job. Because we, we mentioned in the beginning of the show, but Mickey, come on, man. He did a lot in this episode. He really stepped yeah. up his game. And uh, if it wasn't for him, I mean, those and missiles wouldn't have went. You know what? Even like back the, the scene right before this when Rose is back in her the, the flat with her with her mom and uh, Harriet and they're watching Harriet on TV. And, and her mom gets mad because she's like, because she's like, look at her take. Who is this Harriet woman taking all the all the credit for saving the world? He's like she, and she's like, you should be the one taking the credit. And I'm like, Mickey should be the one getting the <laughs> yeah. credit. Like, again, like <laughs> nobody gives this guy any credit whatsoever. Nope. Even even the mother who he saved her life. And she said that was that embarrassing. Night. Right. <laughs> Hilarious. But yeah, so then we see the doctor basically go over and say, hey, you know, thank you. You know, you, you did a great thing. Um, we got room if you want to come, basically saying, come with us. Yeah. And he just says but he, he says, can't. He says something before that, too, because uh, Mickey's got the, the newspaper. Oh, right. Yes. And, and he's like, he goes, we saw the the ship land. We saw it hit Big Ben. And he's not saying this. Yeah. Uh, paraphrasing. But he's like, we saw it. And he's showing, like, the front page of the newspaper. and says, alien hoax. And he's like, how can they do that? Like, everybody saw it. And the doctor says, he goes, you're just not ready to, you're just not ready. You're happy to believe in something that's invisible. Um, but it, when it's staring, when it's staring you in the face, nope, can't see it. And that's true. To like, a lot. Even yeah. present day, man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yep. That was a really good quote, I think. People believe what they want to believe, right? Mm -hmm. and, and just go with that, and don't when you when they're presented with the truth and facts, they just and it, and it contradicts what they what the norm is. Yeah, they can't handle it, and it's just it's it's fake news. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, Mickey says we're all just idiots, and he says no, you're not. And then that's when he says, hey, you know, um, come with us. But then he also gives him a a disc like a dvd basically it says yeah. put this in your in the computer and it's a virus and it'll wipe out all references to me mm -hmm. he says i don't want anybody else following us or mm -hmm. tracking us down and um you know then he puts the offer out there for mickey to come mickey says he can't do it just because he just almost like not that he's a coward but he just says like i yeah. just couldn't handle it he's, he's almost admitting his he's, faults just saying right. like you know what i i just i can't do it yeah and which is cool i think for him to admit that <clears throat> And then he, but he doesn't want uh, Rose, Rose to, know to know. that. So I think yep. this was kind of like a powerful thing too, because he mm -hmm. he tells the doctor as Rose and and uh, Jackie are approaching, he's like, I, you know, I can't live this life, but just don't tell Rose. That's why I don't want to go. And that's mm -hmm. just as they're walking up. So he kind of backs up, and and Rose kind of says, you know, we have more than enough room. You want to come? And and he Mickey just looks at the doctor, and the doctor's basically like. Very like strictly like he's a liability. We're not taking him. My decision's final. Yep. So he's he's basically becoming the bad guy, and that's again a, a, goes back to the fact where he really, I feel like he, I don't want to say he doesn't care because I know he does care, mm -hmm. but he he's not going to get caught up in little like spats between like stuff like that. He's got better bigger things to do than he'll take the blame for that. Yep. You know what I mean? So. And then I, I think we get probably one of the most powerful moments of the whole episode. And even I think that we've seen up to this point. Um, and we see a scene between Jackie and Rose. And, you know, Jackie obviously is very concerned. And Rose says, hey, don't worry about it. I can go all the way across the galaxy, go to all these places. 
and it'll only be it could only be 10 seconds like i can mm. come back it's a time machine i can come back in 10 seconds and then basically promises i'll be back in, in 10 seconds kind of through what she's saying we see the tardis leave and we see jackie looking at her watch and then she just says 10, seconds. ten seconds no tardis and walks away mm. what does that say man like that right when i saw that i was like wow like that yeah. is a big big moment she they don't return now that you could either say just rose really wasn't promising that they were going to be back in 10 seconds or she just can't get back i don't know she because she because jackie says something to the doctor she's like if you know what if you die out there and she's she's left alone yeah she doesn't know how to get back on her own yep so did that happen was it just was rose just (sighs) saying so you know i can be just be back in 10 seconds just kind of saying it like flippantly like you know just as throwing out a time frame and i can be back in this amount of time mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you're right like knowing she said that and knowing she can do that but you know what's the tardis done the past couple episodes not gone to the right time true period. i mean that's a good point too yeah <clears throat> yep so is it that as well but you're right though that was i, I was half expecting it to show up yeah at the end, maybe just like, to show. like kind of show up and the screen goes black, you know, and then like, yeah, next episode just moves on from there, but it doesn't, right? Right, and so I thought I was like, wow, that was that was pretty uh showing just the danger that they could be mm. in when they're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty awesome, man. That's it, and uh, so that's a wrap for that episode, and then we get the uh, next week, and I mean, there, there's a lot kind of going on in these scenes. I mean, I don't Dude, think. You don't- it- <laughs> You don't get much. You don't get much from the next week. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's the all this stuff going on. Lots of words being seen. At one point, the doctor's naked. Looks like he's tied up. <laughs> um, but then we get the classic. And I know you. we know that this is a big thing here in the Doctor Who world. At the very end, we get the Daleks saying, yeah. exterminate, exterminate. Right. So, And even before that, like the, the split second before the, the Dalek is saying that, the doctor says something like, like it's impossible or it can't be or something like that. Yeah. So he must have a history with these things. I think these people, cause so, they, you find out they're at like an alien museum or something like that. And I, so I something. think that thing is, I think the Dalek is chained. It's what I was gathering. It seems like, cause they keep saying like, how is it here? Why is it here? I think this place has the Dalek like kind of chained up or something. And maybe I don't right. know if they lure the doctor there or something like that. And right. then, um, <clears throat> but there's a scene where like Rose and, some like uh policeman or there's something like security guy running through a um just a hallway yeah against uh, people are running towards them they're running you know they're running at each other right and someone yells like civilians let them through but the people who are running at them look like they're civilians as well so i i i don't know like you can't get anything you can't get anything out of these like preview these these 30 second previews but um i'm excited for this one man oh, this absolutely. Is it. like this is the who that you know you, you see the dalek t-shirts you see the i mm-hmm. mean you were today looking at pop figures to buy and yeah. one of them was a dalek like this is a big thing we have not seen this thing yet so i'm this is the one i'm super excited for um i just but, hope it's not like right at the end oh like, i know right like that's the last that's scene. the last thing you see <laughs> hey if it's a, is it a two-parter i don't think it is is it let's see no it's I not so just looking no. at it right now it's not Right. Um, so it'll be, uh, just a one time. The, the, the Dalek itself from the, the images that I've seen, this one looks like it's like, uh, like a shell of 
like a normal, I guess, Dalek. This one looks like it's like chained up or something, or mm-hmm. it's not like finished for some reason. Uh, but I don't have a lot of experience with them, so I can't say for sure. <laughs> so. uh, all right. So overall, a good episode, right? I mean, you're saying it's your favorite. We talked about that a little bit I, in the beginning. I loved it, man. I yeah, did. I think it's great. I think this is a great story arc. And uh, man, this show just keeps getting better. I mean, we we yeah. we started this show, the Tardy Tardis, kind of as I don't want to say it's a joke, but it was kind of like, ah, we'll just watch this show and kind of see what it's all about. I'm I'm becoming a pretty big Doctor Who fan. Like, I know, man. And this it's, show is it's, great. We're only five episodes in. <laughs> That's the best part, too. So for the last, because like, we record the show on Thursday, and the last uh, three, no, from the uh, Dickens one on, yeah. as soon as we record, like the next day, I watch the next episode. Just because I want to know what happens. I don't watch the next episode before that because I don't want to get them mixed mm-hmm. up when we're doing the the recording. But like tomorrow during during lunchtime, I will probably watch the next episode just because I really want to know what's going on. Yeah, it's great. I think man. it's great. I think it's great. So good. It's a lot of fun. Uh, all right. What do you got for uh, like our little uh, news bits? Uh, or, we got uh, some, we got some wiki info, I guess, if you want to call it. So um, I always like throwing out how many – people watched this so this this the final rating on this was 7.98 million so just shy of eight which is kind of so far where they've been around i know the dickens episode was over eight i think like eight and a half um and the first part of this was a little bit lower than that but they seem to be maintaining their audience at this point in time right yes. around the seven and a half to eight million viewers um so the episode's initial canadian broadcast had a programming error and when we taught what we talked about in the beginning of this episode, how they were showing previously on, and it kind of like seamlessly went into the episode with mm-hmm. the whole. Uh, the Canadian broadcast didn't show that at all. It went right into the opening credits. Ah. And people were confused. They had no idea what the heck was happening. Like, how did he escape it? They didn't know. Huh. So um, afterwards, they kind of fixed that. Um, Elements of the story parody the 2003 invasion of Iraq and the actions of Prime Minister Tony Blair. Wow. This includes a preemptive strike based on incorrect information, <laughs> namely the presence of a, quote, massive weapon of destruction, which could be deployed in 45 seconds. Because that's what the the guy, the, one of the, the Slitheen guys said in his press conference. Mm-hmm. He goes, we can deploy in 45 seconds. Tony Blair had said, we have a weapon of mass destruction that could be deployed in 45 minutes, apparently. Mm. So it was a play on words on that, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, when the Slatine is at Mickey's flat, when the the, uh, the the cop is knocking on the door in the middle of the night, yep. um, you can see the word spray paint. It says Salford. And apparently that is Christopher Eccleston's hometown. Hometown, nice. So they kind of had a call back to that. Um, continuing the bad wolf theme. And I tried to find this. I didn't, didn't see this, but, um, it says the American newsreader announcing the UN's decision. Okay. All right. I get it now. So the, the American newsreader announcing the UN's decision is named Mal Loop, which is French for bad wolf. Hmm. So I guess that was her name, the American newswoman. And I didn't catch that. Yeah. I didn't see that. So the name doesn't appear on the televised clip, but uh, it's so it's something on in Mickey's on Mickey's webpage or something like that. They say hmm. so that's eh, that's interesting. Um, and then the Hannibal reference, which they kind of yeah. said in 
the episode um, after it happened because Rose was like Hannibal and they yeah they, and I guess that really did happen like the <clears> use <throat> of uh, vinegar and calcium just like Hannibal reference to how Hannibal engineers while crossing the Alps heated boulders that blocked their way with wood fires then poured vinegar over them. The yeah. rocks weakened by the heat. That's crazy. Were broken up by the vinegar into smaller pieces and were easily easily removed wow. to clear a path. That's pretty crazy. Did you go? So. Did you look on uh, this one? Here's a goof. I don't think you said this one. This was on because uh, yeah. we watched this on Amazon Prime or on Prime yeah. Video. And um, when you click trivia on that, one of the goofs is when the boy is cleaning off the graffiti on the TARDIS. He oh, you op- can see. He, yeah, uh, the doctor opens the door, and you can see the glass windows from the TARDIS. So you see that like it's not really end. the inside of the TARDIS. That yeah. It's just, just a phone booth, which right. is kind of cool. Um, that's yeah, that, kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 40.15% of, of the, the, the television viewing audience on that day that this episode this. aired was watching Doctor Who. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. That's awesome. Fifth episode in. It's nuts. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's it, man. So next week we have uh, the Dalek episode. It's going to be a good episode, man. And I, I got what it's called like, too, right? Is it Dalek. Yep. Yeah, Dalek. Yeah. Yep. So uh, be sure to tune in next week. Remember, if you do like the show, be sure to subscribe to it. We put new episodes out every single Friday and help spread the word. Help uh, tell other Doctor Who fans out there to tune in. Or, or hell, if you got somebody <laughs> that isn't watching Doctor Who, yeah, get them watching it and, and get them tuning in here because we're breaking down every single episode here. Uh, we're going all the way through to season. What are we at? Season eleven. Right eleven. Now? Eleven. Yep. That, that's yeah. the plan here. So uh, we got a ways to go. We're gonna be doing this for a few <laughs> years. I got a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on trucking. But it's awesome. But uh, yep. all right. So everybody, thank you here as always for making us a part of your week. However, you're tuning in with us through iTunes, through whatever your podcast service of choice is. Thank you so much. And with that. Take a ride on the TARDIS. Take a ride. (laughs) Catch a ride. Catch a ride.